What's up, people? This is episode 45, Sports Debate Tuesday, and the episode starts right now. Guess who's back? Back again. Guess who's back? With a friend. Guess who's back? Guess who's back? Guess who's back? Guess who's back? Hey, what's up, people? Episode 45, Sports Debate Tuesday, along with Rob. Keep it McLean McLean. I am Jason DeBeas. Dude, man, this is what happens when they give us an extra day. Got all this stuff to talk about. My Buffalo Bills. One last night. That was a song I should. You probably expected me to sing in the I beginning. Was <laughs> right? Hey, hey. I hey. hey. Listen, my man Josh Allen went off. Another four touchdown performances. Third of the season. Three hundred and seventy-five yards passing off off, off a thirty-two for forty. Man, I'm, we, we we can talk about. Actually, let's let's start there, guys. We got to talk a lot to talk about. Floyd Mayweather wants to fight someone by the name of uh, uh what the hell was it again? Paul. Something, Paul. Yeah, yeah, something. One of one of three brothers, I yeah. guess. I don't oh, even know. we gonna go off on that? That might make our shame a no shame. Jets fired defensive coordinator Greg Williams. Got a little, a little UFC action. I've been watching this guy closely, Marvin Fatori. Four in a row. His last loss was Israel Adesanya, by the way. So we're gonna talk about what's next with him. And let's not forget about our vaunted competitive, <laughs> wink, wink. At least on Rob's part, our NFL pick six. We're gonna go over our last week's winner and our, and our new special guest this week. But first things first. Let's talk about my team, okay? We could jump in and out on this because that's that's what last night's game was. Last night's was in, was in and out. My man Josh Allen, 32 of 40, 375, four scores, beat the brakes off of the Niners. Niners scored a, a empty calories a touchdown at the end to make it look respectable, 10 point, a 10-point victory, but it was really worse than that. Um, the question is, Rob, has Josh Allen entered um, elite quarterback status? You know, <clears throat> I just want to say not yet because I feel like we did this with Russell Wilson and I'm not putting anything on Russell Wilson, but I just don't think he's that MVP type of guy, you know, I, and I think the same things with Josh Allen. When that pressure kind of gets big and that big game shows up, I'm not saying he's going to be that guy, but for right now, he's young. He kind of doesn't step up in those times. He kind of the whole team has to get behind him for, for them to get that important win. Um, and I think when he gets that important playoff win or week 17 to get to that right playoff spot, you know, when it really matters, that's when he'll get to that level. I think he has all the intangibles to be there. I think physically and mentally, he's all there to be an elite quarterback. But you still got to put both of those down on the field every single time and especially when it counts. Uh, so I just think he's right at the precipice of being an elite quarterback. Um just not yet. You know, Rob, this is supposed to be a debate show, and I'm supposed to have my answer and ready to combat that or whatever and this and that. But I can't go with I can't go with um, my, my heart on this on this one. I got to go with my head. And the answer is no. He is not into the elite status quarterback yet. Is he an exciting quarterback to watch? Absolutely. Is he the best quarterback the Buffalo Bills had since Jim Kelly? The answer is absolutely yes, and that includes Doug Flutie with respect to Doug Flutie and. and uh, I don't even know Johnson's first name. I don't even care. Um, yeah, so he is 
creating quite the buzz in Buffalo and now has hit the national stage. And, and when it counted on Monday night, when tensions get high and butt cheeks get tight, he's the one that came through and performed with a magnificent, uh, uh, I mean, I'm not, we're not even going to talk about completion percentage and passer rating because he's been killing it. And the reason why he hasn't uh, entered elite status, in my opinion, is because if you look at the elite quarterbacks, and when I see elite quarterbacks, let's talk about the obvious. Let's talk about Patrick Mahomes, right? Let's talk about Lamar Jackson, who uh, uh, a lot my, may argue is not elite. He just had one good year, maybe suffering a sophomore slump. Let's talk about Aaron Rodgers. Let's talk about uh, Russell Wilson, the, the most not talked about quarterback. If you look at all of these quarterbacks who you and I agree are elite, these, those, how about those three? We agree? Those Absolutely. Three? All right. The, Absolutely. The magic three. You look at those quarterbacks, even on their worst day, on their worst day, when it looks like they have no shot at winning, you watch from beginning to end because you think they're going to pull off something. Josh Allen, when he had a, a bad day against Kansas City, and my dogs are barking. See, the dog is mad because I said no. See, the dog is mad because the dog is like, what the hell y'all talking about? <laughs> Allen's elite. <laughs> um, no, but when you see Josh Allen have a bad day, you, you, you really don't think – you're looking at every possible way Buffalo's going to lose this game, Right? Where with yeah, Kansas absolutely. City, you you look, Kansas City's not out. They're going to win. Or, or like, well, Russell Wilson, yo, Seattle's not want, not out. Watch Russell Wilson pull like a fourth and 36 or something. And a lot of these wins, and right now they're nine and three, uh, it, did, it did take his best effort to win these games. You know, and it, 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 it did take a good call at the end, you know, to beat the Rams. Right now they're three and one against the NFC West. I was hoping for four and no, but a Kyler Murray pass kind of ruin that so so um rob uh this is supposed to be a quick topic because it was a quick win um gotta agree with you great quarterback um not elite and but let's keep an eye on him <laughs> all right let's keep an eye yeah. on him absolutely yeah he's right there and i yeah I, I mean yeah lamar jackson definitely the same idea that you're talking about but josh allen man i think yeah. he's right there and i think he's more of a quarterback even than a lamar jackson but just like you're saying because what Lamar possesses, you know, you just, you know, he's going to break something, you know? Yeah. So, well, the agree. difference between Lamar Jackson and, and, and Allen is that Allen's like, oh my God, I can't wait to see till he gets, I can't wait to see until he gets better. And with Lamar Jackson, when he won MVP, I was like, shit, could this, could it be all downhill from here? <laughs> you know? Yeah, um, absolutely. Right. You're not like, I can't wait to see him do better. You, 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 you were thinking is has he hit his ceiling and you're not asking that question with josh allen the answer is no he has not hit his ceiling and that's why we no, we agree he's not, not we both agree he's not elite yet um yeah. hey let's move on to that other team from new york new jersey oh, whatever uh the new uh i know you think we're talking about the g-men first nope not yet not yet it made i know the, it sounds too we, dreadful we're only gonna talk about this because it made the headlines dude okay the new york jets Fired defensive coordinator Greg Williams, a longtime defensive coordinator in the league, one of the more respected guys because he takes chances and this and that. So they fire him in lieu of the fact that he called an all-out. Uh, uh, I don't know if he called an all-out blitz, but he called some form of a blitz, but it looked like an all-out blitz, which a, a rookie cornerback left over the back, uh, um, not, not protection, no safety help. And as a result, Derek Carr throws a 46-yard touchdown pass and wins the game the with five seconds left. <laughs> the question, Rob, is did defensive coordinator Greg Williams deserve to lose his job? I mean, off of that game, no. But, you know, in an 0-11 team, somebody's going to start getting cut. And when you're about to win your one game against a, a pretty good team, I mean, I know the Raiders have been going 
you know, you know, haven't had the best year, but still they're pretty freaking good team. Uh, and you know, the fact that they were even close to winning that game, I don't know what happened this week, but everybody yeah. decided to play tough, you know, yeah. and, um, <clears throat> a lot of teams who you didn't think were going to lose, they lost. And this is just one of those games. And it's crazy that they were even there and it's crazy that they gave up that. I mean, any other team would stack eight guys deep, you know, three man rushing and just say, you know, I dare you to beat us with a Hail Mary. But no, they go with single man coverage and, you know, blitz coverage and they decide to think that that's going to, you know, change anything. It's, it's absolutely crazy. So I don't know what they were thinking. I guess they didn't want to go to overtime, but uh, <laughs> I don't know what was going on. All right. Rob McLean. Did he deserve to lose his job? I guess in a general sense, yeah, everyone did. And, and he should have took Adam Gates with him, honestly. Yeah. I mean, um, but you knew he was going to lose his job when a cornerback goes to the media and talks about it's a bad call, when a head coach doesn't even back him up. And, and Derek Carr actually goes to the media and thanks <laughs> Greg Williams for the call. But I'm not going to let the media off this season. I'm, I'm going to hold their feet to the fire. They're like, oh, I'm just doing my job. No, nonsense. You're not doing your job. If you look at the way Greg Williams takes risk, he takes calculated risk, all right? If people remember the play before that, if you watch the play before that, he went three, three um, rush uh, prevent. It's and true. guess what? And Carr threw a pass, I think, that, that went to Waller or something like that, and it bounced right off of Waller's hands. So he already dodged a bullet doing it the way the media. Oh, I would have went prevent. The guys, I'm like, did you only watch the media? Media, did you only watch the last play of the game? Did you only watch the last play of the game? No, because the one play before that, if you stuck around and watched two plays instead of just that one play, you would have seen that that the Monday morning quarterback way almost cost a touchdown too. Now, here's where I think he's being scapegoated between you and me. I don't think he called an all-out blitz. I think he called a blitz, but I want to show you something. I want to go back to something here, okay? Um, And bear with me on this one. Mm Mm-hmm. Watch, watch, watch the line of approach. So see, this is when you go on the blitz. This is your man on your three-man coverage. See the lines? Boom, boom, boom. Now mm-hmm. I want you to watch this guy right here. See that guy over there? This is the guy that's supposed to. Um, if it's not a bomb, let's let's say you have two minutes left and not not like twelve seconds, right? Mm-hmm. This is the guy that's supposed to take a step in. All right, let's show it again. He's supposed to take a step in like that, but step back and spy Derek Carr. And when you spy Derek Carr, you know, in case Carr decides to run, you 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 have you have a decision to make. You got to step up and tackle him or follow the guy that he's going to throw to. Now, in this situation, Rob, in this situation, you you don't have to spy Carr. And that was his mistake. You go you you fake in and you go back and you provide these guys with safety with over the back safety help. That guy in the middle right here was supposed to run back to his right on the screen as fast as he can and provide over-the-top safety help. That's what I think Derek Williams was calling because that guy should not be spying. You should not be spying Derek Carr with 12 seconds left. Oh, but what if Derek Carr runs? Fine, let him run. He's not going to run for a touchdown. And 
And if you and if you tackle him, they don't have enough time to set up, and the game, and that's a wrap. The game's over. That's the one you you fake in, and you step back, and you let Carl run if he wants to. But what you don't do is you put a guy named Lamar Jackson. I'm gonna show it again. <laughs> Let's point him out. No relation, people. Lamar Jackson, this guy right here, gets hooked on a, on a bait and switch. I believe by Aguilar. I don't even know who, t- who was it. Aguilar to cut the touchdown pass. Who knows? No, it was Henry Ruggs. It was Henry the third, the uh, the rookie. Yo, this episode, I think I'm just gonna call. Who the fuck is that guy? <laughs> <laughs> right for for all of the subject matter, we're gonna talk about. That's gonna come up, dude. We're gonna say that. I'm gonna say that like five times before this episode is over. So, does he deserve to get fired? Yeah, but the whole. But they, as far as uh, um, him alone, no. No, he got scapegoated, and I think I suspect in my mind that he got um, his player. Uh, as far as attention to detail got got whatever, someone who's supposed to provide over the top help, over the back help on that. Um, no, no, I didn't like it. But to, I mean, to your question, yes, but not really. Go ahead. What was up? No, I, no, I was just agreeing with you. I'm just saying, uh, yeah, that's uh, I, I have to agree because. And it's those things that make great, you know, players where it's like situationally, uh, yeah, you're probably supposed to abandon what you're supposed to do and, and maybe do. I mean, maybe he could have gone, you know, all the way back. Maybe it wouldn't have helped. But then again, I'd have to say I agree with the call of what you're doing before 15 seconds left. Yeah. You should not, be but not an all out, right? But not an all I, out. Maybe just send. I still don't think. I, sp- <clears throat> I think the last three. Would you plays, send three, though? Would you just send three? I, I would just send three okay. because what happens is he's he's waiting there all this time. Maybe he moves the pocket. Maybe he doesn't. But like if he's staying in the middle of the pocket, you have a chance to get there with three. Okay. I mean, the team's not bad and you're already getting there today. So I would just go with the percentage chances. And that's yeah. why I just like it's 42. I mean, it's a lot of yards. As much of the yards as he's not going to get on the feet is as much of the yards they should not get behind their players. You know, so right. I think even they should, if they're going to play single coverage, play it even deeper. You know, so it just for me, that was just all yeah. around not a good call. But yeah. if you're going to call that call, you need to have like specific parameters laid out like, yo, give them space yeah. and yo, d- drop <laughs> or you don't hey, send get eight. to the quarterback. And you don't send eight. <laughs> no, you don't send you eight don't guys send eight. With, man, with man coverage against against someone. That's what I mean. Like there's I a mean, healthy Derek balance Carr between a... sending three and sending eight. <laughs> yeah. Derek Carr's yeah. a legit, I mean, look, we ain't, I mean, we had a discussion about elite quarterback, but the man's a legit starter in his league with a winning yeah. record. You can't, you can't do man. You No, 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 no. Ah, uh, all right. Sorry, Greg Williams, man, and I really liked him, and I liked him even more after watching Hard Knocks when he was um, um, Hughes' assistant at uh, with the Cleveland Browns because they, you know, he's always had respect to the team, and I, I, I hope he, I don't know if there's a good pension plan, but that kind of thing and the way the media beat him up, he probably might not find work in the NFL again, <laughs> you know? Oh, yeah. my goodness. All right, so next topic for NFL, um, and the rest we're going to cover in quick question. Carson Wentz got benched third quarter, Eagles game, as the um, – the Green Bay Packers, I believe, beat them by 10 points. And uh, let's go straight to the question. Why are the Eagles undecided on who the starting quarterback is at this point? Yeah. I and mean, should it, and should, it, <clears throat> should it still be Wentz? And why? <clears throat> you know, this is a really hard decision because, you know, you obviously, I mean, he's going to, he's a, he's a great quarterback. You know, they, whole, there's a lot of holes in that team. And, and even talking about what COVID can do to a team. 
um, how many players are in or out uh, based on if they're trying to not play this year or not. Um, <clears throat> you know, it could destroy a team. That could crush a kid's confidence, you know, and he's a, he's, he's a really good player. Like, I still sometimes want to say, you know, like maybe they made the wrong choice and, you know, maybe they should have picked another different person or put their trust into a Jalen Hurts. But, um, you know, if you think of it from a coach's perspective, he's definitely the more talented quarterback, at least at this moment. Um, and when you look at your division, you have all the chances in the world to win the NFC East, you know, yeah. at least for the last three <clears throat> weeks, yeah. you know. Um, and, you know, they've, they've played worse and worse and worse, and he's gotten maybe last-second victory here or there, but most of the game has been bad. And then you put in the, the Jalen Hurst guy, and he does just as good, better in one quarter than uh, Carson Wentz does in three. Right. And yeah. it's like same guys are on the field. What's happening? Maybe it's a confidence thing, you know, yeah. sit him out, have him compete again for his job and not just be the better guy. You know, and that's it's hard, man. I'm not, I think uh, maybe a, <clears throat> a switch in the GM and the and the head coach could be coming. But that team is, uh, you know, is built around Carson Wentz. So it's hard to just say, you know, that guy's not starting, you know, but. Jalen Jalen Hurts played decent. You know, he didn't play bad. No, uh, he's like a competitor. Him. He competes, and and I really like what I saw. Uh, but you know, again, that's that whole division is going to be just a crazy end. So I, I just I hope that, you know, even with the things that are going on and with the Eagles, uh, you know, with all their locker room dysfunction going on, um, it's just uh, a lot a lot happening in the NFC East, and I hope. Uh, you know, maybe the Giants can come through and, and uh, sweep yeah, through, take the division. We got, we can't not talk about the G man, and we, we can, we we can extend quick question if we have to. But we got, we just talking about these New York teams right now. <laughs> yeah, we got to get our G men in. But I like what you said. But I have a question for you. Wentz, that's that season, that that season where he he, you know, I think they were the He's number shown. number one and number two seed where he was the show when mm-hmm. he got injured. Has he been the same since that injury? I mean, I agree with that, but There's some guys, has, you know? their team is different too. I mean, yeah. think of the defensive line that are on that team. Mm-hmm. Fletcher Cox, right after that season, he mm-hmm. was a different player. You know, uh, still one of the best in the league, but just not disrupt disruptive. You know, they uh, they just didn't. You know, their offensive line changed. You know, Nick Foles brought that team to a certain place and he's different even after it. Like he wasn't even the same player that year after. I think that year was just an anomaly. I think they just, everything, (laughs) their stars came together and everything happened and it was just like, bam. And then it just never, you could never keep that going. I mean, yeah, I just think what they did was just, it was an amazing thing. It was surprising how dominant they were. And um, yeah, I just, I don't think that they would have gone that far with wins. Right. You know, and I don't I think n- Nick really Foles know. Was a, and I don't really know what the hell they they plan on really doing with what hurts if you're going to draft him in the first round like yeah, that. Yeah, I don't. I mean, most quarterbacks at some point, you know, maybe some of them have like a three year plan or whatever. Because if you remember, the Packers drafted someone in the first round, Love, mm-hmm. um, which is like left everyone scratching their head. But yeah, you know, hey, nothing wrong with three year plans. Wasn't Rogers a three year plan under Brett Favre? You know, I mean, wasn't yeah. Eli like a two year plan under uh, uh, behind Kurt Warner? And then someone else, no, actually somewhere in the middle of the season. The Giants did the right thing. 
like they bench Warner. When they bench Warner, they they said, "Listen, we drafted this guy first, number one, I think, and we have to know if he's our guy." And 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 I keep repeating that narrative, like you have you have to know if Hertz is gonna be your guy at some point. And and I don't think I think you're right. I th- I don't think they have to make him a starter to see if there's there's a guy, but he's got to play some. He's got to play some, and and like you said, as long as they're still in the mix, they got to go. They got to go with their guy, and and I think this guy, I think the head coach is willing to bet his career on it. So, you yeah. know, because because I they, mean, yeah, I don't think they're going to fire Wentz, him for that because this is the this is the first losing season they would ever have, which could right. still result in a division championship. <laughs> I mean, like, how can you say anybody's wrong if you pick Wentz? You know, if you're saying Wentz this, Wentz that, but you know, I mean, of course he's playing bad, but you guys yeah. spent all the draft capital on him. You know, if you take him out, you know, yeah, maybe Jalen Hurts is going to, you know, perform really well, but he's not a franchise guy. No. You know, like he could be a great quarterback one day. Who knows? We don't know. But we've seen what we've seen from Wentz. He can be a franchise quarterback. And that's what you're expecting. Dude, it's just a bulldog, huh? You know, and and not to bring it too far back, but I think about some of the things that people say when uh, Wentz went to North Dakota State. You know, that he didn't, he wanted to stay away from the, the, you know, from the limelight and it got too big for him. And, you know, he wanted to shine on a, you know, a less national level, um, which is all untrue. I'm sure he'd want to go to a D1 school, but just the idea that that, that narrative is coming out. And then you see, you know, what he performs in the field. You know, he steps up when the absolute moment presents itself, but he doesn't step up when the game presents itself. Kind of the same thing with Josh Allen. I'm not saying that they're even close to the same. But the thing that's holding Josh Allen back is I feel like he doesn't show up for that game, you know, and he doesn't make those throws in yeah. that game. But And that's it. And Carson Wentz, he's got a lot more problems, but they both have that similar issue. Definitely. So. Well said. Big up to Aaron Rodgers. Still breaking records. Of course. Of you course. know, total touchdowns last week and I think no, this week over the, over last weekend and the weekend before, I think total yards like fifty thousand yards. I'm gonna pop mm-hmm. up his numbers really quick for the people on the audio. Apologies, but I'll I'll recite some of it. 24, 25 of thirty four, two ninety five, three touchdowns. How about the other Aaron where where Skip Bayless is calling the real the real Aaron on that team? Aaron Jones, one hundred thirty yards rushing, but honestly, one on of those one of the, carries. Yeah, but but if you remember how one of those was, when he broke one at the end of the game. Uh, which uh, which got him like I think that's true. sixty of those yards. But listen, one thirty is one thirty. We ain't changing did it. nothing. You man. did it. And Devontae yeah. Adams, man, the new wide receiver MVP, man, and everyone's fantasy dream if he's on your team, a fantasy nightmare if you're going against him. One hundred twenty-one yards receiving on ten catches, uh, two oh, touchdowns. So, <laughs> and what you mean by that is Aaron Rodgers you know, number one. If they keep playing <laughs> like this, they can pro- they can steal the number one seat. You know. So. Yeah, I just I don't think they're consistent enough. I don't think they have a you know a consistent pass rush enough yet. But right. I I you know offensively, yeah, they're a stud team. So and it really does come down to that. And you know defenses play better when it comes to playoff times. You know they just grit their teeth back. You know do a little bit more. You know run a little harder. And on defense, you can kind of do that. Offense, you got to just be crisp. You know everything's got to work right. Everything's got to be going. So yeah, I like what the Green Bay is doing on offense and. Hopefully the defense picks it yeah. up a bit. I mean, Jamal Williams, too, good black backup running back. And really all you yeah. need is a Devontae Adams to free up the other guys, uh, uh, man on, and Aaron Rodgers. He, he, really fits, he really fits some of these throws in tight coverage, man. He's, he's just – uh, to me, well, to you, because we're both fans, uh, it's Aaron being Aaron. 
you know, and with only one team getting a bye this week, you know some of these teams are going to be going hard. Isn't it? I think week 17 is not going to be, how could I say, one of those weeks where you, where you give players a rest. I think everyone's going to be, right, with seven teams being eligible, oof, yeah. look it's out. It's going to be Shout. a <laughs> tough week 17. All right, cool. All right, so let's, last but not least, let's move for football. Let's move on to our, my, one of my favorite segments. I'm glad NFL pick six, and we're going to go over the results from last week. We had Casey Jennings as our special guest. Casey, Casey, two and four. A tough, a tough, tough outing for him. Uh, me, I, my, that, I would call that an improvement for me. <laughs> three and three. <laughs> and Rob, because you're three and three and because our guests are two and four, it allows you to catch up. <laughs> hey. This is our overall, and now you're only, it appears you're only one, one game, game behind. behind the guest. And, and me, of course, as usual, making sure the, the pack isn't being followed, <laughs> bringing up the rear. Hey, they <laughs> but, say the strongest lead from yep. the back. Yep, so I'm 26 and 37. The guests are 36 and 27, and Rob is 35 and 28. Now, Rob, drum roll, please. We're going to introduce our next guest, or our new guest for this week. It is none other than Torrin Jeffries. <laughs> Torrin Jeffries, volleyball talent out of Redondo Beach, California. I'm trying to get all volleyball players. I mean, my girl's a volleyball player, so she was first. So, so far, all of, I think every single one of our um, our guests were volleyball players because that's our mm. following. So, so for everyone listening, Torin Jeffries, great local talent. I actually finished second in Nashville, in, um, Tennessee with playing small ball with Bryce. <laughs> Two guys under six feet tall, making it all the way to the final. So, wow. <laughs> all right, so let's do game one. Yeah. Game one is the Patriots visiting the LA Rams. Who you got, Rob? Yeah, I'm going to have to go with the Rams on this one. Um, <clears throat> yeah, I just like uh, Aaron Donald down the middle. I don't think I see Cam Newton run anytime soon. And, uh, yeah, I don't think him throwing for 19, 19 attempts is ever going to happen if they're going to win this game. So uh, I like what the Rams are doing. Um, and, you know, at home, nice and comfy. Let's yeah. see. I think I'm going to go with the Rams too. I think there's something to be said about teams that want to that want to right right or wrong. Uh, they were a couple of years ago. They lost to the Patriots in the Super Bowl. That was of course Tom Brady. So it's one of those things where they they know they're supposed to win this game, but but they have a heightened emphasis on just getting this over with. And I don't think Cam is mobile, but I don't think he's mobile. I don't think that a lot even mobile quarterbacks have a hard time getting away from Aaron Donald. Not to mention Jalen Ramsey's everyone's worst nightmare on the corner blitz, and and is turning into this um, not Revis Island. I'm not going to make that leap, but but. He's. You have to be accurate if you, if you're going to throw against that guy on man coverage. He always, he always gets a touch, and I, I think he might he might even get an interception this game. Goff looks good. They're giving him a ton of protection. I mean, jeez, he he can order a hot dog back there for Christ's sakes. Um, didn't mean to go this long. Sorry, Robin, but I'm going with the Rams. No, and Torin Jeffries, what do you got, brother? Let's move you down a little bit. See that face? There you go. Torin Jeffries is going with the Rams. All right, Rob, second game, we got, sorry, excuse me. Second game, we got the Cardinals visiting the G-Men, the New York Giants. Rob, I, as much as I want to pick the Giants, winners of four in a row and finding ways to beat teams, and they did beat, they beat, they did beat Russell Wilson. It gives me hope. But I think and Daniel the, Jones comes back. Daniel Jones comes back? Wow. 
but I still think the one man, the one week honeymoon, honeymoon phase, as far as major upsets is concerned, is over. I'm going with the cards. Right, I hear you, man. What happened this week? <laughs> uh, yeah, man. I mean, I want to pick the Giants too, but I don't think 17 points is gonna, and I don't think they're gonna hold the Cardinals to 12. Uh, you know, I just think it was a really good matchup for them against the Seahawks. So I, I really think uh, the Cardinals are gonna blow them out <laughs> to be honest but yeah i'm gonna go with the mean, Cardinals on this one. first they got metcalf and now they got hopkins you know and and of course Fitz we'll see is, if that defense is real this week no no doubt and <laughs> tj is gonna go with he's gonna go with the cards as well game three this one you're gonna go first rob game three in our pick six segment the vikings the minnesota vikings visiting the tampa bay buccaneers mclean yeah, I mean, I like what Minnesota's doing, um, <clears throat> but I, I got to go with Tampa. I just think, you know, this is a game they probably should win. And, uh, you know, I think they're going to right some wrongs. You know, I think they are a playoff team, and uh, to be a playoff team, you got to win games. So this is, the, this is the process right here. So I'm going with Tampa. Yeah, I, I look, I think Tampa's defense is, is licking their chops to get a chance at Cousins. Cousins not exactly the most mobile person in the world and does need some protection to do his thing. Minnesota's improved on their protection, but I think Tampa Bay has some some pretty good pressure with Dynamic and Sue, and I think they win this game. And, and don't be surprised if it's a blowout. Right, for anyone betting on this game, definitely take the points on this one. I think the Bucks can cover the over on themselves, but all by themselves. Um, and Torin Jeffries is going to go... With the Bucks, so all three of us, three for three, picking the same teams. Uh, game four. This is the Kansas City Chiefs visiting the Miami Dolphins. I'm going to go first on this one. Mahomes realizes the importance importance of a first of a first round bye, and I think the Kansas City win this wins this game. But for people for the betters, take take this game on the under because Miami's not going to give up the goods like uh, that easily, and that includes Mahomes, who's the best quarterback in the league in my opinion, and expected to be close. I don't, I, mean, I don't know if Tua's going to start or Fitzpatrick's going to start, but it doesn't matter. I expect a low-scoring affair, and, and um, Mahomes, Mahomes finds a way at the end, but, and that's why I'm picking them to win. Yeah, I mean, I'm not really trying to pick against the Chiefs, to be honest. Um, you know, I, like, I really like what Miami's doing, I think defensively, offensively, but, yeah, I just <clears throat> going to have to go with the Chiefs, play it safe. Nice. Torin Jeffries is also going to go with the Chiefs. And so far, four games, <laughs> four unanimous picks. <laughs> game five, Rob, you go on this. You go first on this one. That you're our Pittsburgh Steelers with Mike Tomlin, Coach One A, who's trying to migrate to Coach One, is visiting the Buffalo Bills. Who you got? Mm. I mean, last week stung, so I don't want to pick Pittsburgh. Um, I think they are going to win this week, but I, I like Buffalo, man. I think, uh, like we were just saying, I think this is a perfect time for Josh Allen and the Buffalo Bills to show what they're capable of against one of the best teams in the league. Uh, I'm going to go with Buffalo on this one. Well, it looks like you and I are going to be five for five because hey, 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 hey. let's go, Buffalo. Let's go, Buffalo. Listen, I've been right nine out of 12 times, and I'm going to take my chances on this one, even though people that picked Pittsburgh were right, right 11 out of 12 times. Uh, Washington showed they have holes. Uh, Coach McDermott is probably going to use a lot of what Washington did as a blueprint. I think they have very similar defenses, and I think Buffalo can do the same thing. In fact, I think they could probably score more points with respect to Alex Smith. 
Um, and Torin Jeffries is going Bills. <laughs> Excuse me. <coughs> Man, I suck at all these right, games. I gotta We're all going to pick the same here. one. <laughs> uh, I go first on this one. Ravens against the Browns. Uh, Ravens stylistically have always done well against the Browns, especially after the Browns beat them so bad a couple of years ago. They kind of stuck it to them, left a bad taste in the Ravens' mouth, and the Ravens probably told themselves this is never going to happen to us again. We're going to put a little extra sauce every single time we play this team. The only difference is, I think, um, oddly enough, Odell Beckham's departure and missing has improved um, Cleveland Browns' offense. Landry's uh, good. They got a great, great running game with, with Chubb, great run blocking, and, and Miles Garrett is playing an MVT, MVP type season. Right now, they're nine and three, like the Buffalo Bills. The Ravens need this one, but I don't think they're going to get it. I'm going with the Browns. You know, I think this happened like last year as well, where you know I thought the Ravens going to run over them, and the Browns kind of you know spanked them back. But you know, I think this is that time where we're saying that Lamar Jackson comes out and you know dominates. The Browns never have back-to-back good games. I just don't see that. So I'm going to go with the Ravens here. All right. You're going with the Ravens and Torrin Jeffries is also going to go with the Ravens. All right. Ladies and gentlemen, that concludes our pick six. Let's move a little bit into MMA. We're going to um, a couple of minutes and talk about the co-main event and the main event. Uh, Marvin Vittori beat Jack Hermanson. Jack Hermanson was ranked number four, was just was just killing it. Nick, nicknamed the Joker. If you ever see him in a guillotine, he has this big joke, this diabolical smile on his face. He's smiling because he knows it's a wrap. He's, he's, he's got a really, really good front face and arm in guillotine. Um, and Martin Vittori, whose last loss, he's won four in a row. His last loss was against Israel Adesanya. And he really wants to climb back. He wants that rematch badly against Israel Adesanya. And the question is, what's next for Vittori? I'll, I'll go first on this one, and I'll, I'll show you the the uh, map, the rankings map, just for for um, reference. If you look here, Martin Vittori is ranked number five, right? Hermanson's number six. Uh, prior mm-hmm. to this, Vittori was number thirteen, and Hermanson was four. So. Hermanson loses one spot, and Martin Vittori, and Marvin Vittori just just springs up. He's a guy that's really really hard to finish, man. And and my my opinion is, he's probably going to fight Paulo Costa next because he's already fought. I think he's already fought Cannoneer. And when you call out someone and the other person's interested in fighting you, Dana has a hard time saying no to fights like that. Mm-hmm. Rob, what's next for Vittori? What do you think? I mean, I think it's smart for him to call out. Uh, Apollo Costa, you know, somebody who's, you know, pretty young, um, as, as is he, you know, and, uh, <clears throat> maybe, you know, sw- switch spots with him, you know, uh, especially young guys, you know, they expect them to lose and work their way back up, you know, Kevin Gaslam, same deal. Um, and, uh, yeah, I think it's just really smart for him to call Apollo Costa. And if Apollo Costa is down for it, you know, I think that's the time for him to show what he's capable of. Cause you know, uh, Adesanya really stifled him. Um, crazy that Vittori went up like eight spots. Um, that's pretty, that's pretty yeah. insane. But I mean, uh, you beat somebody up there that high, you know, you, you, you climb up there. So and how I, he did I mean, it I'd too, even love to see know? him against a, a Darren Till, you yeah. know, I'd love to see that fight even. Ooh. So maybe if, uh, they don't get, a uh, um, Paula Costa, maybe you can go lefty, lefty. That'd be, that, oh, wow. Very, very good. 
Let's talk about the, the co-main event. Again, mad respect to UFC putting these these events on week after week after week, even during COVID. Dana White delivers on his promises, man, and I, I compliment him every week, and this week I'm parroting the same sentiment. So this is a guy I was keeping a little bit of an eye on, uh, Jamal Hill. No no one knew him. Came from, you know, I'm a smaller, I forget which um, independent circuit he came from, but he, he was on the Dana White's Fight Contender Series, KO. He won another match in convincing fashion, but the fight got overturned because he tested positive for marijuana. Dana gave him another shot, won again. And then last night, or two nights ago, three nights ago, defeated uh, Ovin St. Preux, who is a long time, a long time um, and well-respected MMA um, artist in the 205-pound division. You know, great mixture of kickboxing. He's got that guillotine, or uh, I forgot what it's called. It's called the Von Fluke choke but everyone's calling yes. it the same everyone's I calling it the same pro choke because he is just sleeping people and yeah and he got near slept over the weekend by jamal hill and i'm gonna sh- uh you go first on this one and i want you to look at these lists of assassins this is my least favorite division for a long time because i thought it was getting a little old you know and everyone already fought each other and it didn't look promising but i want you to look not the top five look from five to ten look at nikita krylov look at johnny walker Look at uh, Ryan Spann. Look at Paul Paul Craig, who's a uh, Scotland guy, who's breaking out these great submissions. Yeah, there's who's a, next? you know, who's Ozdemir next? Who's next Smith, for Hill? You know. Who's next for Hill? You like Ozdemir or Smith? No, I mean, okay. I'm just saying, there, you know, there's a, there's a ton of guys, you know, that are that are all, you know, all through here. I would love to see, you know, maybe an Ankalev, you know, maybe a, a, a Krylov, yeah. you know, Um uh, I mean, Ryan Spans, you know, interesting, but I think he would just run through him. You know, if you're talking about, you know, who he should probably fight to, you know, maybe propel himself, you know, I would definitely say, you know, an Anthony Smith is very, uh, is very uh, prone to, yep. you know, <clears throat> being led astray in his time and not like fighting his fight. You know, uh, Ozdemir, again, like if you can, you know, get past that initial burst, you know, you can kind of, uh, find a lot of holes for him. So, you know, there's, there's, there's definitely a division definitely has some uh, interesting fights where it's not a 100% you're going to lose this or it's going to go to a decision. You know, you can definitely, uh, you know, put somebody to sleep in that division. Yeah. For me, like there's a, re- uh, what I want to see, I'd like to see him against Anthony Smith, but there's also something called the reality. Um, Anthony Smith is six and six right now. I consider top five because of the inactivity of some of these guys. Um, and you know between, if you look at the top five, six, Glover, Santos, Reyes, Rakic, um, these guys are not going to want to fight anybody except each other. So the top five are, are not going to fight down. They're, they're, gonna, they're not going to move. Only the, only the people who lost, have, you know, their hand is forced, forced is probably have to whatever. So you got to wait for one of those top five to lose um, to to someone in the top five to, to, to fight down, if you will. Um, my reality is I'd like Johnny Walker, exciting fighter, highly athletic, very entertaining. He's got a huge following, even, even in, I mean, he lost to Corey Anderson, but that was kind of a hiccup. And the only time he's really gotten hurt was when he tried to do the worm after a fight and he dislocated his shoulder. He, he lost time, to, you know, in, in a celebration, entertaining the fans. So this is another guy Hill likes to entertain the fans, but I don't think he comes into the fight with the intention to do that. I, I just think he does that. And when he wins and then when all the dust settles, he, he looks back and he's like, wow, that was a cool fight, you know? Um, 
Yeah, man, that's the fight I want to see. Two guys who who long arms, who have very good reach, very good height. Two fighters that have to cut down a little bit to make two o five. So they're they're, I, I call them like hybrid heavyweights. <laughs> so um, yeah, that's the fight I want to see for that. And and that's it. That's all I got for MMA. And I mean, you know, we got a big pay per view coming up this weekend. Figueroa's yeah. fighting again. Um, there's another title sh- uh, match that I, I uh, no, it's not a t- uh, Ferguson. It's fighting Charles Oliveira, and I like that Can't fight wait too. For that. Yes, oh, two man. guys with slick submissions. Oliveira, Oof. I would have never gave a chance, but Oliveira's boxing and t- uh, and kickboxing. He got looks better. great. He's man. hitting it all with all eight points. I never, <clears> seen, <throat> I never seen someone rock Kevin Lee like that. You know, right? Oliveira fought at 145. Right. You know, freaking Kevin Lee has to shed <laughs> to get to 155. I didn't I didn't see that coming and maybe there's something we won't see coming here, you know? So oh, Yeah, man. absolutely. Um yeah, I hear you on that for sure. <laughs> who, you get, who you want? Who you think? Who, you, who do you think for that? I think Ferguson bounces back. Um yeah, I mean, I definitely going to go Tony Tony Ferguson, um but I really like Oliveira. You know, I think he's the type of guy that could beat Tony Ferguson because he's not going to sell out all on one thing. He's just consistent. He's coming at you all the time. And, you know, they're going to do the same thing to each other. You know, and I think Tony's just a little bigger, you know, hands a little bigger, body's a little thicker, you know, and I think he'll put on a little bit more damage doing the same thing that Oliveira would do. But I really want Oliveira to win. I think maybe he would be an, it would be a really interesting ground game fight. You know, I'd really love to see that. They're both um, slick. Maybe really, maybe they just really start slick. the fight on their butt. <laughs> you know, just like... And I think Oliveira is just a little bit more fluid with his uh, with his ground, um, with his submission game. Mm-hmm. You know, I think Tony has a bigger repertoire, mm-hmm. but I think uh, Oliveira stays with a couple of certain things and just continues to make you work until you get up and then fight again. So I, I think it's going to be a fantastic fight. Cool. Um, but yeah, I'm going to go Ferguson. I am too. Ferguson is too. Anytime that guy has too much time to prepare for a match and he's thinking about nothing but your lookout, shout, give it to Ferguson. Third round, third round submission. Um, all right. So, our next section as we're moving right along is going to be, and boy, do we have one or two for, for you guys. This is the section we affectionately refer to as shame. To shame or not to shame? Shame. 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 Oh, here we go. Come check out the op- Let me stop this clock. Um, and let's go to this, that, this, and that. Rob, to shame or not to shame? Floyd Mether, Floyd Mether, Floyd Mayweather to fight Logan Paul in February. Rob, to shame or not to shame? I mean, to shame is, you know, the, 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 the best way you can put it. You know, I think Floyd Mayweather fighting against any kid like this is just absolute buffoonery. Um, and then, you know, you know he's going to get paid, you know, at least nine mil you know seven mil you know and it's just crazy that he gets paid that much for for a fight that really won't be entertaining and only just be him running around the ring and letting the other guy hit him and then he hits him back and he's gonna do a little knockout and it's just ridiculous but hey floyd is a great 
entertainer. So, you know, it could be decent. Could be decent. Dude, listen, Floyd's not doing it for the money. Floyd is a fighter that navigated his career by making the most money, getting the most wins, and taking the least damage possible. With that being said, Floyd, have you no shame? Have yeah. you no shame? Dude, I understood Conor McGregor. Conor McGregor was perceived by many as the, as the best in his sport. Um, so you, you want to have the best in that sport, go against the best in, the, in, in your sport. And, and that I understood. But to quote the great Conor McGregor, who the fuck is this guy? <laughs> Rob, second one, to shame or not to shame. Kyrie Irvin actually um, referred, referred to LeBron James, paraphrasing, as not clutch shame uh going to the media lebron said kind of hurt his feelings a little bit but to go to to actually say that about lebron james as far as it being true or not or, or as far as just being out of line um to shame or not to shame ah man on the spot got you, you. know <laughs> you know to be honest yeah it's to shame because you know he's he's played with him before so people expect him to have, you know, a deeper understanding or a deeper, uh, you know, insight to, to the way that LeBron is, maybe that most of us don't know about. And so to just like repeat the same rhetoric that all us outsiders kind of say just because or just, you know, because it helps your case, um, I think is, you know, just totally shameful. I don't ever think that LeBron is unclutch because – Clutch is many different things. Sorry to take all the time, but no, take it you know, all the time you need. Uh, you know, clutch at the last second of the game, sure. But when you get into that final game or you're in that final seven games, you got to play well the whole time. This guy's dropping 40 and 20 every one of those games, and then you come in and drop, you know, your little 25 and it really at the at the perfect times. That's great. But you know, the team is created off of LeBron. So you just gotta respect that. Uh, maybe he's not the most clutch, but to say he's not clutch at all is just, you know, craziness. Rob, um, I'm going to have to co-sign with you on this one. I'm going I'm to have to go shame for a lot of reasons. One, it's if you're, if you're that close to someone and if you played with someone and if you have a problem with the media calling you the, the baby brother to LeBron James, that's fine. Take it out on the media. Don't take that. Don't take it out on LeBron James. LeBron James didn't right. do anything other than want you to be other than want you to be yourself. OK, LeBron James, everyone talks about oh, he's not clutch and he always wants the last shot. And I find that very, very bizarre for a guy who whose uh, uh, career assist is legendary and his ability to pass the ball rivals, if not surpasses Larry Bird. So I just think it's. Um, I hate to say LeBron hater because I always because we always get into these Jordan LeBron comparisons and everyone that right. talks about those two gets uh, the word hater has to come up. But big time haterade served in chocolate and vanilla by Kyrie Irving and I I I, I don't like it. I didn't I, yeah I didn't love it. And from another perspective, just like you said, cosigning on what you said, there are so many moments he was clutch. So to call him not clutch just because of one or two moments is a straw man argument, and it is absolutely weak sauce. It's weak sauce as a statement. Got to go shame, shame, shame. But yeah, even on top of that, man, it's just like, you know, LeBron has done a lot more than just that. You know, he's done a lot for each all those guys' careers. It's just like, yeah. And the last thing but is, five, and five star players don't do that. You don't do that. You don't talk don't. to the media like that. Dwayne Wade was a Finals MVP. You right. know what I'm saying? Uh, like uh, all of these couldn't people hit he a three. With if, Anthony Davis couldn't hit a three if somebody put a million dollar check in his back pocket. You know, and am I even saying that in a mean way? I'm sure he probably could, but 
LeBron, like Dwayne Wade was not a three point shooter. That's just what he was not. You know? But he so was the, a five star player. Absolutely. Yeah. One of the best two way players of all time. Mm -hmm. Right. So to call out LeBron for not being more clutch, let's just say, because this is really what the conversation is. Yep. It's always about LeBron being more clutch than Jordan. He will never be more clutch than Jordan. That's what the whole argument mm -hmm. is all about. Who's better? Jordan's a better winner. That's just what it is. I'm sorry. He's yeah. not going to score more points than LeBron. He's not going to get more rebounds. He's not going to put more people on the ground, but he's going to win that game. And that's just the difference is who's more clutch. It's not saying that LeBron is not clutch. It's saying who you pick if the game come down to it. That's all. And I'm not picking Kyrie Irving. That's for damn sure. No. But listen, LeBron's career is not even over yet. The guy's got, no. a, you know, he got an extension, right? He's got three years on his contract, and he has never not fulfilled a contract. So here he is. He's going. He's going to play all three years. I I expect him to get at least one more title out of those three years, possibly two, if they keep the same core of players, especially if they keep the same coaching staff. Jason Kidd's an awesome assistant, a de facto head coach, and Vogel. Vogel is one of the most underrated coaches you're going to see in the NBA. You know, and these guys were all ready to take the blame if the Lakers lost, but I'm sure I'm damn sure going to give them the credit when they win because you, you never even hear about them. You only hear about someone else's greatness. But yeah, I will not dismiss LeBron James' greatness because he misses one or two shots. Jordan's missed plenty. Jordan's Jordan's deferred to Steve Kerr on, on, on a bunch of those shots. And I'm not saying I'm making this as an argument while LeBron's better than Jordan. I always think Jordan's going to be better because because of um, certain other things that go beyond statistics. But plenty of room at the top. <laughs> plenty of room at the top for the two of them, right? right. Um, all right, so let's finish up. Um, we, uh, we don't actually – I don't actually have a shout-out because I did all my shout-outs in the beginning wearing yeah, this I'm buffalo Gucci. hat. So, so quick question – Quick question. Rob McLean, quick question. Pittsburgh losing for the first time against the Washington football team. Big deal or no big deal? Uh, big deal for the Redskins. Not so big for the Pittsburgh Steelers. Got to go with you. No big deal. Sometimes it's better to lose in the season and, and, and work on your kinks and find out the hard way when you're undefeated. Um, quick question, Rob. Was Kyrie Irving out of a line calling LeBron not clutch? Okay. Next. Yes. Yes. <laughs> uh, quick question, Rob. Should Harden go to the Wizards? No. <laughs> Does he have a choice? I say no. yes. I, I say everybody wins. I say Wall, Wall goes to the Rockets. Everyone wins from the coaches on down for both teams. That's win-win. Uh, quick question. Will Dez Bryant have a good game against the Cowboys tonight? Dez Bryant's playing with the Ravens. And he, he, he says he holds no ill will against the Cowboys, says it's water under a, a bridge. But do you see him catching a lot of balls and coming in that game with fire? Does he have a good game tonight? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Quick question. Can the Giants run away with the NFC East? Now, I'm going to give you the remaining games before you answer this. The Cardinals, the Browns, the Ravens, and the Cowboys. Uh, yeah. Um, no. I, I don't want them to. I don't think they want to. Uh, you know, in talking to, you know, the lottery pick that they're going to get, mm -hmm. I just think no. Let's just say no, hopefully. <laughs> I say they win, but I don't say they run away with it. I think it comes down to the last week, and I think it comes down to, to if they beat the Cowboys, they're in. And the team that, that's an accident waiting to happen will not post their revenge against the G-Men. They, they're going to take down that star, and they're going to put a big NYG up there and clinch the, the, the NFC East. I think it's going to be the Redskins, man. Did you see Alex <sighs> Smith the other day? Oh, my goodness, that guy looked good. Talk about comeback player of the year. 
he, he look if they win how's that for a quick question if they win the nfc easily. east is he come back player easily. of the year yeah easily the guy came from almost losing a leg to play leg, in the nfl losing leg. yes and not even playing Dom, like dude that was, was like 45 attempts something yes. like that it was crazy yeah it was just like pass 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 and they don't have a great offensive line you know so sorry quick question not crazy no nah, that's it uh quick question i guess Question one and one A. Oh, first question of the are the Browns gonna go to the playoffs this year? Oh uh, yeah, for yeah, sure. Nine and three. Their first winning season, by the way, since two thousand seven. <clears throat> the remaining games are the Ravens, Giants, Jets, and Steelers. Do they have a shot at taking the the, the top spot from, from Pittsburgh? Mm, I don't think so. I don't either. No, I don't think so. I don't either. Listen, the Steelers have the Bills. Tough game. Bengals, I, I expect them to beat. The Colts, I think I expect them to beat too. And the Browns, mm. that, that might be a showdown at the end for a tie or something. Definitely. So, yeah. Um, is Mahomes still the league MVP? I mean, yes, just because nobody's really showed up. But uh, I, I think it's not a runaway. So I'm going to say no. Um, I say yes. So far, 3,815 yards passing. Off a of 68 uh, completion percentage, 31 touchdowns, two picks. Uh, good numbers. Good Rogers, numbers. Rogers, pretty similar. 36 touchdowns, four INTs. So, I mean, Rogers has a very good argument at the end. Russell Wilson seems like he's slow, slowly dissipating away. And yeah. if anything, anything at all happens in the AFC East and Buffalo, in the AFC Conference, and Buffalo wins out, maybe Allen has a strong argument for that too. But that that's. That's a far, far reach, but right now, it's a far fetch. But right now, I think uh, still, still MVP, still league, league MVP, still Mahomes. Um, this question came up on first takes, and I thought I should just ask it just for us: Would this the Chiefs dominate the Steelers in a playoff situation? Uh I don't think they'd dominate them. You know, I think mm-hmm. the pressure that you know Pittsburgh Steeler brings. Uh, it's going to be tough for any quarterback. Yeah. Honestly, I think the Steelers playing their best, their best game beats the Chiefs playing an off game if they're off one week. You know, I mean, they if you remember, they beat the Panthers only by two. I mean, they dominated the Bucks the whole the entire game, but that game was only 27-24. So, so right. it's one of those games where even if they play well, if they're playing a good team, good team has a shot. It's just about if Mahomes gets the ball, gets the ball at the end, man, it's just – it's like you're just like or, the air the air leaves your 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 the, the you know leaves your body you're just oh god here or if he and Tyree go for two hundred in a game, you know, it's just <laughs> it's just yeah, that's gonna probably be tough to beat. Cool, man. All right, that's all I all I got, people. That's all I got, people. I don't have a movie of the week. We haven't had one in what in years. Yeah, a little while. And, and, yeah, but I did see um, Just Mercy, which is not a sports movie, and I really like that. Michael B. Jordan and Jamie Foxx. So anyone is bored mm. out there, Just Mercy is a courtroom drama. It might make you Mississippi burning upset, but but a good movie is a good movie. It's a great movie, in fact. I watched uh, The Black Klansman recently, and I, no! I was like a fantastic movie. Fantastic movie. <laughs> Oh my goodness! I love when he got off Absolutely. the phone. He's like, "Did you just leave him your phone number or something like that?" He's or your name? Did you just tell him your real name? He's like, "No." Uh, you gotta be me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's too much, man. All right, Rob. In finishing, is there something you'd like to tell our audience listening? Stay safe, stay happy, y'all. <laughs> I knew it. 
I knew it. Stay safe. Stay happy. All right. Hey, I, I'm going to say the same thing. Rob might love you. And this week, I think I love you too. That was crazy. Um, <laughs> my iPad said no interruptions. So this is episode 45. Thank you for joining us. For Rob, keep it McLean. McLean. I'm Jason DeBeas. We love you to pieces and we'll see you next week. Hey, have fun watching the Cowboys game. There's also a game on Thursday. It's the first time in the NFL history that there's a game every single night. <laughs> Crazy. Yeah, uh, of the week. So, all right, we're out of here, people. Um, peace out and so long. And, and come check out the Option Podcast on optiondb.com. It's also available on iTunes and Spotify and on YouTube under the NY Varsity Sports Angel. You're going to love what you hear.